Well, um, I guess I should start this off with an explanation because, so this is the third go around with, um, doing a podcast. First one was great. Uh, actually, this is my fourth go around to be honest, but my third go around with the same sort of, uh, RSS code on iTunes. So the first one was great. Uh, it was my buddy Mark and I just kind of talking, doing our own thing, just, you know, about, uh, what's going on in the world, what's going on in society and all that kind of stuff. And then, um, just our own stupid meat-headed takes on those. And apparently those meat-headed takes resonated with people. Um, and then, you know, just life happened and we stopped doing it. Um, I always wanted to do a solo one from time to time when he wasn't around just cause I like doing them. And, uh, you know, every once in a while we interview somebody and I have did a couple interviews solo, um, with people that I found interesting and I still want to do that. Um, I like talking to people, people interest me. So, uh, I definitely still want to do the interviews. Um, and then we decided that we were going to do a show, uh, which is the same title we have now, which is midlife chaos, where basically it was he and I were, um, are, uh, two guys who are in our middle ages. Um, and we, wanted to do a show about the music that we grow up loving, you know, the, the sort of the, what's called like skate punk, all that stuff. Uh, it's, uh, you know, um, I don't know, bad religion, no effects, face to face, strung out, stuff like that. So we did that for a few episodes. It was fun. I love talking to Mark. Mark is, uh, Mark's, you know, I, I jokingly steal the line from Kevin Smith and uh, call Mark my hetero life mate. You know, he's just a fun guy to be around and, um, a great talker and intelligent and all that. So me doing this solo has nothing to do with, uh, Mark and I having a falling out or anything like that. Mark is still very much, um, one of the closest people to me. Um, but just, you know, we have different schedules and different lives and it's easy for me to just pop open my computer and, and talk, um, than it is to, coordinate with him and him coordinate with me and vice versa and all that stuff. So, um, I have another podcast too, that we haven't done since the pandemic started with my buddy, Eric, um, you know, called, uh, pops culture, which is just basically, it's kind of like the one with Mark and I in a way, but, but it covers a lot wider of a spectrum of things where we talk about mostly Marvel and DC and, um, just kind of the nerdy stuff that we're into and us being dads and relating it to our kids and, our lives and all that. And just, you know, it's, it's interesting, I think. Um, but I've always wanted to do a solo one. I, you know, I like, uh, the idea of talking. It's, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm setting myself up for this by saying this one, but it's something I think I'm good at. I say I'm setting myself up because if this sucks, then maybe I'm not so good at it, but I don't mean I'm good at it in the way that like it's entertaining without that remains to be seen. Um, I'm good at it in the way that I like to do it. I'm not afraid to do it. You know, they say that like, um, something like, I forget what the percentage, but they ask people like what their biggest fear is. And, um, some people, a large number of them, they're bigger. They're more afraid of public speaking than they are death. So 
people would rather die <laughs> than talk to other people in in a large venue. Uh, I I have no fear of that whatsoever. I'll talk to anybody. I don't care. I'm a very friendly person. Um, I really like people. Um, as much as that instinct hasn't served me well over the years from time to time, uh, I like people. People, um, I am a person. I mean, it's, you know, you're liking our species. Um, I get disappointed by people easily, and I'm, I'm often made to be cynical because of it, because of people, because, you know, there's so many things that we do as people that are so counterproductive, you know, there's no reason to be violent and aggressive and all the things, you know, I mean, you know, I'm not going to sit here and preach the, uh, the, the, the qualities of, of nonviolence and all that stuff. Cause I'm, I'm a really a nonviolent person, which is part of, I don't know why I wanted to do this because I just, I feel like I need to talk, you know, I need to talk. And I, I have these dialogues in my head all the time of things I, I say to myself and things I think about. And I don't know if everybody else thinks about things the way I do or, or, or t- talks to themselves in that way. I know so many people that just sort of, they go through life every day and it's, it's the same thing. And, and there's really, they're on autopilot and, uh, I have a hard time with that. Not with them doing it. I mean, that's, you're right. But I have a hard time doing it myself because I constantly am thinking of stuff. I mean, even if it's just stupid and admittedly, most of it probably is, um, you know, just dumb stuff. Like I, like examples, like right now when I was just thinking about, I said, you know, people are inherently good. And I, for some reason, I just wanted to to point out other than people who, when you go to a four way stop and you get there right before another person does. So you have the right away and then they wave you on. It's like, I, I know it's my turn. I don't need your permission to go. I, I hate that. You know, I, I get it. Yeah. You want to tell me it's okay to go and maybe you're being nice, but in reality, it's kind of a passive aggressive dick move. To be like, oh no, you can go. Thank you. Thanks for telling me I can go. It was my turn anyway, ass. So, you know, I think of those things. So I say, like in my head, it's like, oh, I like people. But at the same time, like the next thing that pops in my head is like, well, except for those dicks at the stop signs. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how everybody else does that. And that's one of the, another thing I wanted to do with this is I think our, our society needs to be more open with what people are thinking because there's so many people right now who are afraid to talk because of, you know, whatever reason. Um, I hate to say, you know, it's cancel culture or it's, um, you know, the Karens of the world or whatever. I, I think people are afraid to talk because talking gets you in trouble in one way or the other. Even if what you're saying is not something that is controversial or something that is whatever, you know, cause I firmly, firmly believe that there's nothing that you shouldn't be able to talk about because we're all sharing the same human experience. So if, if I was to say, you know, I had, you know, experience X and it made me feel this way about it. I, the response that people give you shouldn't be, Hey, you can't talk about that. Why? You know, unless I'm having a unique human experience, which is extremely rare these days. Um, it's, it's good to talk about these things. It's good to get them off your chest. It's good 
to find other people that do those things. Like the internet has done many amazing things for us and many horrible things for us. One of the things I think that they that's done the best is it has shown people that they're not alone. You know, there's a lot of things out there that people say or do or think, and they probably thought that they were completely alone. Uh, a perfect example is like the trans community. A lot of those people probably thought that they were extremely alone and then found a community of others like them on the internet. And that's great because now maybe the rates of suicide go down. Maybe the rates of depression go down in, in that community. The problem is, is that the other side of that is that the internet also breeds this weird culture of people who want to bully people or hate on people or be mean to people. So then you get regular people who aren't internet savvy, right? You know, regular, just like, Oh, I'm going to check out the internet and see what's on there. Right. And, and then they go on there and there's these bullies, these non-regular mean bullies. Right. And, and then they get bullied and then they think, Oh, I was coming here to find this thing. Like, like if you're a trans person you go on there and you're like, just, just regular trans person. And you go on there and you're like, Hey, I want to see if there's other people like me out here. And for every, Hey, I'm just like you. And you know, we should join a community and be friends. There's two or three assholes out there that are being just absolutely insane to them and mean and horrible because they're faceless and nameless and they can get away with it. So I find the, the way the internet has shined a light on the human condition is kind of fascinating because we, on one hand, are able to come together in this way of saying, look, we're all in this together. We're all, you know, you're into, you know, you're into midgets who ride horses bareback and, and topless. And that's your thing. And there's probably a Facebook group for that. You know, there's 3000 other people in the world who are into the exact same thing you are. And that's awesome. But then you get the other people who are the anti midget bareback horse back riding topless midget people who want to pick it outside your work and your house. So, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, like everything with the human experience, it's taking the good and the bad together, I guess. And I know I'm rambling, but that's kind of what this podcast is probably going to be a lot of, because I, th- I think of this as being sort of like um, something for me to get stuff off my chest, something for me to use as sort of a de facto therapy, even though I do go to therapy. Um, went today. It was great. My therapist is a ninja. Um, I'm actually doing this because she told me that I need to be more productive when I say I want to be productive. So, um, I'm trying to be more productive. (laughs) It's kind of my, um, homework assignment, I guess, but it's something I've been wanting to do for a while. So I'm glad I'm doing it, but yeah, it'll just be me randomly random, you know, just rambling on about stuff that some of it might be funny. I don't know. Some of it might be sad, poignant, pointless, like right now. Um, but, you know, I mean, stick with it if you like. I'm trying to get my footing, you know. I'm trying to understand myself and understand humanity at the same time and, and maybe understand people too. And that's another thing. I want to, I want you guys to reach out. You know, I have the Instagram page set up. Um, it's the old one, so you're probably all friends with me. If you're not, you know, please add it. 
I think it's just Midlife Chaos Podcast or Midlife Chaos Pod or something. I forget the exact name. Um, and, you know, ask questions. I know my friends are going to bust my balls and, you know, be like, you know, just ask stupid questions, but legitimately ask questions that you, that you want me to answer, um, about me if you really want, but I, I, I rather not, but just, or, or say something like, Hey, you know, and, and it'll be anonymous if you want, just like, Hey, you know, I, uh, had this happen to me today. This is, do you ever have this happen to you? Or what did you do in this situation? I'm interested in people. I'm interested in what you guys have to think. Cause I'm interested in myself. You know, I'm 45 years old and you ever get the feeling like you've accomplished nothing in your life, even though you've accomplished a lot. I had to do a thing today. There's a, a documentary that I'm working on. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I did a documentary years ago on the sport of powerlifting. It's called power Limited. You can probably find it on YouTube. I know you used to be able to, I don't know if you still can or not, but, um, I did it with like my best friend, Eric. Uh, you know, he's, he's one of the best people I know. Um, so much so that I named my child, uh, somewhat after him. Um, and, uh, I've known the guy for years and he's an amazing guy. And, um, he and, and I, and our other friend, Julian, who's an amazing filmmaker, we made power unlimited and, um, it's a documentary about powerlifting. And, um, so I'm working on another documentary right now and I'm not doing much. I'm just consulting, you know, just helping out cause it's being done out of my area and, the person who's doing it is a, is an old friend of mine and a fan of Power Unlimited and a fan of what I did on that movie, writing and directing it. Um, so I'm helping him consult with it because, you know, he had gotten some bad advice in the beginning and um, um, just, he's kind of trying to keep it with people who know him and his his uh, his vision and 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 his sensibility. Uh, so anyway, I had to do something which is not, I'm not good at, as you'll probably see, which is talk about myself, um, today. Cause I needed a, they're putting together bios for all the people who are involved. And even though I'm just a consultant, um, they want a bio and they're taking it to, you know, wherever they're selling the movie or, or getting funding or whatever. Um, and I suck at talking about myself. I'm just not good at it. I'm, I'm great at talking. I'm great at selling things, but not selling myself. And I don't know if that's a, you know, it, it's a byproduct a bit of the fact that I don't, I don't like talking about myself because I feel like if you talk about yourself, you're this egocentric, maniacal douchebag. And I don't like talking about myself. And I, and I hate the humble, you know, the, oh, you know, I'm getting so fat. And, you know, you're like a six pack. It's like, shut up. God, it's like, you, you're thirsty. You know, I hate that. Um, I just, you know, I used to be strong. I used to do some stuff, but I'm never the strongest guy in the room. Um, I used to be bigger than I am now, but you know, being strong and, 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 you know, $2 and 50 cents will get you a cup of coffee. You know, at the end of the day, it doesn't really make a difference. It's not, it's not the weight you lift. It's not the, it's, it's the way you feel about yourself and the way the ones you love feel about you. And that's another thing, my kids, you know, I got three kids, two of them are amazing. I only say two because I just met the third one about two months ago. So he seems cool, you know, so far so good. Um, I didn't just, you know, meet a toddler. He's, he's literally two and a half months or two months old at this point. So, um, and they look at me in a way that I, I think about, um, living up to what they look up to for me. 
And I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> you know, they, they look at me like I'm a hero. Like we all looked at our dads at one point in our lives. And I want to live up to it, but I don't want to live up to it in a way that is um, unrealistic. You know, I want them to. I like the fact that they think I'm heroic or they think that I'm this great guy and all that, but I don't want to mess it up. My biggest fear is my kids leaving the house someday and then, you know, they move on and and they get married or what have you and you find out later that, you know, they didn't have a good childhood or you that they were afraid of or they were... um, I don't know, just this tyrant that they saw you as. And you don't know. You'll never know until it's too late. And, and, and you know, people will go, oh, if your, tits, your kids turn out good, you know, good life and are happy, then you've done your job. And it's like, yeah, I guess. But a lot of people turn out good despite their situations. You know, plenty of people are are good, upstanding citizens who have, you know, good jobs and good careers and good lives and good whatever. And then you look at their home life and you're like, damn, how did you pull that off? Cause that must've sucked. Yeah. So I, I just want my kids to be happy. I want them to be good people, but I want them to be, have happy memories and have a happy life. So I, I work on that and I know that I can't do that and not be happy myself. So I'm trying to do all those things. So I'm sure I'll talk about my kids. My kids are great. Um, my son is seven and he's super into airplanes and trucks like most boys. Um, you know, I think he's going to be a mechanical engineer. Uh, I don't necessarily care if he's an athlete. I say necessarily because I just basically want him to be good enough to play a pickup game. So like, you know, smart, you know, whatever you got to do, homework, um, getting A's and B's awesome. You know, don't, I don't, I'm not going to be like a, you know, Friday night lights dad. And in fact, I'd be happy if you never played football. Uh, I've had too many injuries from football and too many, <laughs> I would say bad memories would that be, that would be, um, ironic because I don't have memories now because of football, because of all my concussions. Um, so I don't care if he doesn't play football at all. But I just want to be good enough to be do the pickup game thing. Like I don't want him to be the, the kid who doesn't get picked, you know, until the very end because he's the only even player, or or worse than that, he's odd man out, so he doesn't get picked at all. You know, just be good enough to, you know, hey, we're gonna play some soccer, and he's like, oh, okay, cool, I can kick a ball, or hey, we're gonna play some basketball. Like, okay, you know, I don't know the best jumper, but I, I can rebound. You know, I can dribble seamlessly, and I don't look like Stanley from the office when I'm dribbling. You know, that kind of thing. I'd hate to have that for him just because that kid, when kids have nothing else in middle school and high school, that's what they latch onto to make fun of you for is the things you're different at. You know, if he's not great at basketball, but he knows how to play, you know, he's whatever, you know, but so I just want him to be, uh, you know, happy with whatever he chooses. And as far as athletics go, just, you know, just don't be, uh, um, uncoordinated and he's super coordinated. So I'm, I mean, I'm not worried about it, but I, I, I don't want to push him in anything, but that's another thing. Like when do you nudge, not push, just nudge, you know, it's like, uh, you got to make him kind of shit or get off the pot. So it's like, okay, so are you, you want to do this? Like, Oh, I guess it's like, well you do or you don't, you know? And I have a fear of like, you know, 
going, okay, well, if you're not really serious about it, then I guess we won't do that. We'll find something else. And then the next thing you know, he's like 17. He hasn't found anything yet he likes. So, I don't know. I have a, obviously a lot of anxiety about being a dad. Um, apparently, I'm doing a pretty good job at it from what everyone tells me. But, you know, I don't know. My daughter is um, a total brute. She's it's a perfect example of my daughter is today. Um, I had been up all night last night with my new son. So my wife gets some sleep cause I didn't have to work this morning and she did. So I took him uh, out in the living room with me on the couch and basically just hung out with him till like two o'clock in the morning watching the show billions, which by the way, if you haven't watched it, my God, billions is one of the best shows TV's ever put out. Anyway, um, we're watching billions while I'm watching and he's kind of drooling, staring off into nothing about one forty-five or so in the morning, he has not fallen asleep. And mind you, I've been up since five in the morning and, um, I didn't have to get up today for anything other than, you know, my internal clock gets me up at five, sometimes six in the morning, every morning anyway. So I was a little worried about that. And when my wife goes to work, obviously when the other two get up, I got to get, get to getting. So me and him are sitting there and I gave him a bottle and he still just wanted to hang out. So I put him in this chair that he likes to sleep in. Nothing. And I know he likes to sleep in the car seat. So I put him in the car seat. And then he kind of started to fall asleep. But he kept crying and kept waking up. So 1.45 in the morning, wearing my old um, <laughs> vet tech scrubs when I worked at a vet hospital. You know, no underwear, no shoes, and a, like a ratty t-shirt with spit up on it. I walked out in the freezing cold with him, put him in my car, drove around my neighborhood, just, you know, trying to stay warm in my car, warm the car up for him to get nice and warm. He fell asleep. I get in the house, usually stays asleep in his chair. He woke up 10 minutes later. And he's not usually like this. He usually sleeps a lot, so I don't know what the hell he did, why that special hell was uh, saved for me, but it was. So I'm going to try again tonight. Uh, to uh, to do that. But anyway, so my daughter, um, I get home from uh, doing stuff with them today. All three of them were out hanging out. It's raining, so we're kind of doing stuff here and there. And uh, I get home, and I'm waiting for my wife to get home from work so I can go to my job, my one little like uh, side job I do. And I'm sitting on my chair, and my daughter comes up and sits in my lap, and I crash out, I fall asleep for like five minutes. And I wake up freaked out. I'm like, Hey, where's your brothers? And she like pats me on the shoulder and she goes, don't worry, daddy. He's sleeping over in his car seat. And then she points to my seven year old down the hall and she goes, and he's in the bathroom. You took a nap, daddy. You're fine. And she's five, just turned five. And she patted me on the shoulder and said all that. And I was like, okay. She's like, you must be tired, daddy. <laughs> And then, like, you know, legitimately, if I put my hands out and went, work the bag, she would just start punching me as hard as possible in, in my hands like I'm holding mitts for her for a boxing class because she loves to box. And if anyone's going to play football in my family, it's definitely going to be her. She's a brute, but she's also very sweet, and she's wonderful. Um, so I'm sure I'll talk about them a lot and just, uh, you know, that whole thing. But, you know, I... I um, I, it's, I, I feel guilty because 
during COVID, not much has changed for me. And I know it's, it's messed with a lot of people. Um, so, you know, I mean, I want to hear your challenges. I want to hear your, your, um, questions. You're just, Hey, has this ever happened to you? I mean, you can ask me stupid shit. Cause I mean, I'm, I, I am, I'm coming across very serious, but those who know me know that I'm not serious all the time at all. I'm pretty laid back and don't really take much in life seriously, but I do feel that it's, it's important to reflect on life as well. It's important to reflect upon these things. I mean, I'm sitting in my garage right now. I'm surrounded by pictures of my little home gym of all these people that have come in and out of my life that I care about. And, you know, there's pictures of my wife and I competing in, in weightlifting. And, and then there's pictures of, you know, me and Abe, you know, one of the greatest people I know in the world, you know, one of the most loyal friends, greatest guys, um, played football with and worked at the comedy club with for years. And just, you know, he's like, he's, he's my brother. I love the guy. And then there's Eric, you know, me and Eric together and the same, you know, it's like family to me. And, you know, there's pictures of my mom when she was powerlifting and, you know, pictures of just, I don't know, playing football. My buddy Don from back in high school, I've known since I was 13 years old and still one of my best friends in the whole world. Um, it's like, it's hard not to feel nostalgic when you look at old pictures, obviously. Uh, my old bulldog, Gordo, <laughs> picture him up there. But I'm, I'm very emo like that. I, I'm very melancholy about the past. Um, I'll hear music that I listened to when I was in high school and like times that were like dark for me and it takes me back there and it's weird. It's like this sort of like nostalgic way of feeling about those feelings. Like, Oh, I remember when I was really depressed or, Oh, I remember when I was whatever. And it's like, I'm so happy with where I am right now in my life. I'm so happy with my kids and my wife. I have the best wife in the world. I love her to pieces. And it's one of those things where it's like, I think about like, I wish I could have gone back in my life and, and, uh, redone some things. I wish I wouldn't have played football maybe and, and, uh, or I would have played smarter so I can remember a lot of my life. Cause I really don't remember a lot of my life. I really don't. And I've talked to concussion specialists and I've explained to them how I feel. And yeah, a lot of them have said, you know, the ones I've talked to have said, yeah, you probably have, you know, CTE and you, you definitely have got, you know, issues from concussions. I mean, I, I mean, it's funny. I joke about with my friends, like about having CTE and concussions, but like legitimately, like no joke. I mean, a, a 10 game season, I had a concussion almost every game and I never took any weeks off. So I was compounding the concussion by like, you're supposed to take like three weeks off or two weeks off. I just played the next week and I, and I gave it to myself. I would headbutt my own helmet, um, slam my head into my helmet, hit my head against Eric's helmet, you know, just to kind of get myself going. And you know, I used to always want to bleed out of my head before the game started. I know friggin' Neanderthal. I get it stupid, but when you have a high pain tolerance and it's really hard for you to get yourself aggressive because you're not naturally an aggressive person you do what you got to do and uh so I did and I don't remember a lot of my life now because of it so I, I I like to think sometimes I wish I could go back and change this I wish I could be different I wish I could uh have done things differently or thought different things or or, or said different things but then I think about it and the butterfly effect comes into my mind and I think about 
Had I not done this, had I changed this, would I still be where I am now? And I wouldn't trade anything in my life if it meant I had to give up one second of time with my wife or my kids. So I'm thankful for where I am. I love where I am. I love my family. I love my wife. I love my kids. Um, I even love my cats. But it's this weird sort of conundrum of how do you turn reflection of yourself and things that you've learned into actualization that makes you have a, a fulfilling life because you can't change the past. You can learn from it. But if you're happy in your future or in your present, like how do you keep that momentum going? Because to, am I happy now because I learned from my past and I, 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 you know, gamed it and figured out how to make it work for me? Or did I just stumble into this? Because so many times in life I feel like I'm just floating through it all and it's happening like to me. And I think that's, you know, one of those weird things where you're, you take like a month of your life and then you look back on it and you think, holy crap, like I did all that? That all happened? And, you know, it's just, uh, it can be overwhelming because you don't realize, fuck, like life happens whether you want it to or not. I remember, what was that TV show? Um, the one with Kirk Cameron. I don't know who the hell I'm asking. I'm here by myself. Um, Growing Pains? No. Charles in Charge? I don't know. Whatever the one was with Kirk Cameron, the kid who um, peddles really bad Christian TV shows now. Um, I remember there was an episode where he stayed home. Uh, Robin Thicke's... Uh, Alan Thick, not Robin Thick. Robin Thick's his son. Alan Thick was the dad on it. I think it's Growing Pains. God. Anyway, um, he uh, he like stayed home from school one day, and I remember he was staying home from school, and they showed him hanging out in his house in the living room, and the bus for school came by and dropped people off, and he was like, "Wait a minute! Like school happened." Because, you know, obviously he was a high-functioning narcissist, but because you don't figure that out until after high school for some reason. He's you know, he in high school, he figured this out. But that's how life is. Like, things happen whether you're participating or not. Your life is going to go on without you. And I guess I've just, I've figured out the whole try to focus more on it, think I do. And then, you know, someone will ask me a question about the kids and I know for a fact I know the answer to it and then I go to answer it and my wife is like what are you talking about that never happened and unfortunately I can't be like nah her memory sucks because her memory is amazing so she remembers everything unfortunately which sucks because I tried to like bring up something or whatever and then like I know I'm wrong from the jump I know I'm wrong because there's no way she's even said it she's like who who is a better idea of this being of what what's actually right or wrong the guy who's had multiple concussions or me. And it's kind of a dick move, but she's right. Definitely she knows better than I do. Um, and in reality, she's way smarter than me anyway. So it's just, I just give it up to her anyway. She knows what she's talking about. I don't. So anyway, um, I just don't want life to pass me by and not notice it. I don't want to be in my 80s and be like, man, I, I should have started that podcast. You know, I should have finished that book. I'm writing a book. 
uh, about my time playing semi-pro football and um, the self-actualization of somebody who really wasn't comfortable in their skin. I'm doing all those things, and I'm half-ass doing them. I don't want to half-ass do them anymore. I want to look back and go, I had a podcast. And people go, yeah, but it sucked. I go, yeah, but I did it. I don't really care what people think of me, honestly. I really don't. I don't care. If nobody listens to this than me, this has been cathartic. And it'll probably continue to be cathartic. I think it'll get a lot better when I start getting like content from people. People asking me stuff, selling me stuff, saying stuff. And I don't... Look, I get it that this is going to suck for a while, probably. Um, and I get it that all my knucklehead friends, especially some of the ones I just mentioned, are going to give me shit for it. And are going to, you know... I have a question. Why are you so gay? You know, stuff like that. I get that just because that's my buddies and they're going to bust my balls. But I legitimately want to do this. I legitimately am going to do this because it's what I'm, I was put on this planet for a few, I I think everybody has certain things that they're really good at. One of mine is talking. I'm good at talking or, I mean, as you know, some people would put it, I'm good at not shutting up. Um, I get myself into trouble sometimes talking, but the weird thing is I get myself right back out of trouble. Um, for somebody who was never really a, um, uh, good at dating, <laughs> um, to my ex-girlfriends, I don't mean that you guys weren't a, a wonderful prize and to my wife the same. What I mean is like, I was never really, you know, a, a dater. I was a, a relationship guy. Um, for somebody who's not good at dating, I was good at, I had never had a problem talking to women, you know, all that, uh, just not, you know, go to job interviews, no problem. So I know I can talk. I just, I don't know if it's entertaining to anybody but me. I know it's entertaining to people when I talk to other people because, you know, the, the feedback I've gotten from other podcasts has said so and, and things like that. But I don't know. Fuck, who cares? You know, it's life. It's going to be over soon, sooner than you think. And, um, I don't want to look back on it and go, shit, I should have done something. I love to talk, man. This is what I like to do. I like to, I like to just talk. I like to hear myself say things because it makes more sense to me when I hear it. So if you want to come along and, um, I promise you it'll, I'll try to make it as entertaining as possible. It'll probably be funny. Uh, there may be just random times that I pop in and do a five minute show of something that's annoying the crap out of me or some random thought I had or something I wanted to say, but it'll also be longer ones. And I, I think the more content I get from other people to talk about what people want to hear, like, what do you want to hear me talk about? I don't want to talk about politics. I don't want to talk about, you know, I don't want to talk about things that are divisive. I don't want to talk about woke culture or MAGA people or any of that stuff. I mean, I'll talk about conspiracy theories all day, but I'll talk about ones that are actually legitimately worth talking about like JFK and, you know, 9-11 and things like that. Sure, all day. Um, but I'll answer your questions. I'll talk about topics you suggest. Um, I love that idea. Give me a topic. I'll talk about it. I don't care. I'll do no prep on it. I promise you I will do no prep on it. Ask me a topic. I will not prep one bit. I will just espouse. I will wax poetic about the either large amount of knowledge or very limited amount of knowledge I have about it. But I promise you, I will talk about it. Throw it out at me. I don't care. Um, yeah, I mean, some of them might be half an hour like this one. Some of them might be longer. I, I don't know. It'll be fun. I know that. 
So um, hopefully you come along with me. Uh, I'm keeping the name Midlife Chaos because one, it's just too freaking hard to change. And two, it's kind of what it is. 45 years old. I'm in the middle, middle of my life, I hope. And um, God, the chaos that goes on inside my brain when I think about it. It's just one thought after another. It's like, a, um, you know, my brain is like the net on a ping pong table. And my thoughts are the ball and versus China. And they're just throwing hay, haymakers at the ball back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You know, it's like Forrest Gump versus China. So, you know, hopefully there's a through way through most of the episodes, but who knows? So anyway, this is the show. Hopefully you like it and uh, stick with it for a while. And if you do, then tell people about it. Maybe something I say might spark something for somebody else. I would love it if other people started doing something that they were passionate about because they heard me do something I'm passionate about, even if I suck at it, even better if I suck at it. Because if you suck at something and you keep, keep with it, because you're passionate about it, it's because you don't care what other people think of it. You're just doing it because you like it. And that's what I'm going to do. I like this, so I'm going to keep doing it. All right, well, till next time, which I have no idea when that will be. See ya.